The conclusion of Mark's gospel account, which Quinn just read, by all accounts, is the worst ending in the entire gospel canon. It is the worst, period. Here's what we know about this terrible ending. Although there are numerous later manuscripts of Mark's gospel with longer and alternative endings, all of the earliest manuscripts end right here in fear and silence, which means that this is most likely where Mark wanted his story to end, abruptly, silently, and with a grammatically awkward final sentence. (laughs) Here's what we also know. The women disciples, after hearing the good news of Jesus' resurrection and being commissioned to go forth and tell the world, they utterly fail. Fail. Across the board. Failure. Leaving in fear and saying nothing to anyone. And perhaps most distressing, here's the last thing we know. If this is indeed the last part of Mark's original story, which it is, then there is no scene with the resurrected Christ. And there is no moment when Christ confronts the disciples and calls forth their faith. Because it ends in fear and silence. Worst conclusion ever. (laughs) Ever. Let's take seriously for a moment that Mark wasn't just having an extreme case of writer's block, Let's imagine instead that Mark knew exactly what he was doing. That he crafted this incomplete, grammatically awkward conclusion by design. That he left the story hanging on this moment of failure and disappointment for a reason. The question then becomes, why? Why would he do that? Why would he risk so much? This is a pretty big moment. I think. Maybe because he knew that no story about death and resurrection could possibly have a neat and tidy ending. Maybe because he knew the readers of his gospel, if they were really paying attention, should be a little uncomfortable at the idea of a man being raised from the dead. Maybe because he believed that this story isn't over yet. And he writes an open ending to his gospel in order to invite others to participate in finishing the story. Maybe, just maybe, the answer lies with us. There is a persistent two-part pattern throughout Mark's gospel that comes to the climax in these final verses. The first part is that those who are closest to Jesus— Those who should know him, like really know him, like this is my bro. People who should know him often don't. They often don't know him. The disciples hear Jesus predict his passion on three separate occasions, and repeatedly they end up dazed. They end up confused. They end up arguing about who is the greatest. Those who should know him most intimately fail over and over and over again to fully understand, and more importantly, to fully speak the truth of his life. 
The second part of the pattern is that those who do understand who Jesus is, who do understand what he is about, aren't reliable witnesses. For instance, several of the various demons that Jesus casts out of people instantly recognize that this is the man. He's the man. Yet, a demon is not a reliable witness. Then there's the Roman centurion, having just put Jesus to death. He acknowledges that this is the Son of God. But he isn't likely to share that news with anyone else. Not to mention, it might be awkward that he just killed the Son of God. And so this two-part pattern prepares us for the betrayal of Judas, the denial of Peter, the desertion of the disciples, and finally the failure of Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome. These women who, up to this point in the story, have proved to be the most, most faithful of his disciples. Yet what those women encounter in the tomb on that first Easter morning is too much to comprehend. It's just too much. They are afraid. They are afraid to speak. They cannot articulate the wonders they have seen and heard. And so Mark's Mark's gospel ends there in silence, in fear and amazement. They flee from the tomb. Of all the Easter Gospels, Mark's story is the only one that invites us to stand where those first Easter witnesses stood. It is the only one that asks us to imagine the fear and amazement those women felt on that Easter morning. You see, those women didn't see Jesus neither have we. They didn't hear Jesus call their names, neither have you. They weren't invited to touch his wounded hands. We haven't been invited either. At first, all they knew while standing in that tomb for certain was fear and amazement. Yet in time, of course, these women spoke, or we wouldn't know their story. Whatever they said to the other disciples, we can imagine their testimony was shaped by their silence, but also their uncertainty, but their amazement and their fear. Their testimony was not absolute, didn't cancel out all other possibilities of understanding, but it was a testimony that was personal. It was a testimony that was authentically true. It was a testimony that invited an opportunity to bear witness for those who would follow to tell their own resurrection story. You see, resurrection isn't a conclusion. It's not defined by absolutes. Resurrection is a beginning. Resurrection is an invitation to know life abundantly freed from brokenness and doubt, freed from sorrow and despair, free from fear and trembling. 
resurrection, you see, is personal, which is why I believe Mark's gospel ended in silence. He couldn't finish the story because the story of resurrection is yours. It belongs to Mark. It belongs to Stephen. It belongs to Pam. It belongs to Irene. Each of us has our own resurrection narrative to tell. Each of us, in that gift of silence, is offered the space to hear and to respond to the presence and voice of God. How God calls us from death to life. In our foremother's silence, we are invited to bring the gospel of Christ to life. To respond to living faith. To respond here and now to Christ in our lives now. And so we speak to the threshold of our own faith. To the limit of words to speak the unspeakable. and To trust in God's promise of life overcoming death. Not only in Christ Jesus, but in us as well. Christ the Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. But we also rise with him. And in time, in the silence, and when the fear and the amazement abate, we then tell our own resurrection stories so that others might also believe. Amen.